Away podcast, the podcast where we tell you the tips, tricks, systems, structure, support on what we use in our business to help you if you are in the real estate market, not market, I don't know, I'm trying to do what Kyle does and I'm Industry. fucking Industry. Industry, there we go. Um, or if you just have a business in general, uh, I think a lot can be learned across industries. Um, and so I am one of your hosts, Brian Kochi, with the Whistle Realty Group here in San Diego. And we are joined by a very special guest, um, not Kyle Whistle. Shannon, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello, uh, my name is Shannon Boyle. I am Director of Operations here at Whistle Realty Group. Um, and what I do is basically I oversee kind of all the processes for our listing and transaction coordinators. Cool. Um, and so you have a background. Tell us a little bit about your background before, well, we'll get to that in a second, actually. Today's episode, what I want to do, I wanted to bring Shannon on and kind of help give some tips on what we do as a team to communicate to our agents, communicate to our sellers and kind of what we do. So if you have a listing coordinator or a listing manager, this is an, an excellent episode to kind of tune in and uh, get some tips. If you don't have one, these are the, some things you can add to a checklist for what you can do. Either append to your process, improve it, or maybe you say I don't like that they do that at all and skip it completely. Mm -hmm. So now that we've got what we're going to be doing, tell us a little bit about your background, Shannon. Uh, yeah, so I moved here from Chicago a couple years back. Uh, prior to that, I helped run my mom's real estate team back there in Chicago. Um, and then after moving here, uh, happened to stumble upon Whistle, and it's been a really fun ride ever since. And you started with us as a listing coordinator? Correct. Cool. Yeah. And then within the last couple of months, um, you know, we had some changes and things like that. So now I have taken on more of the uh, d the operations role, kind of overseeing I like how she listing. says changes. You got promoted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like, uh, you know, there's some changes. And no, yeah, you got promoted. Yes. We, we implemented the EOS process, which we've talked about here on the podcast before. Um, we made more of a um, vertical integration for people to connect with Kyle. So that way, not everyone is bugging him every second. We have kind of a, a director above us. Um, and so you were in that role for about a year, correct? In this the, role? The listing coordinator Oh, role. yes. Mm -hmm. Cool. And so you've kind of coming from, you, so you have had the agent experience. Uh, you've had the listing coordinator experience. Yes. And now the last two or three months, you've really dove in deep with our um, transaction coordinators to see what they do. So you've got literally the whole process. You've done it yourself, correct? Yes, correct. Cool. And so let's dive into some of the communication things. So um, what, first off, obviously, you're, as, or not, not now, but as a listing coordinator, um, your job is to communicate with a whole host of people. Correct. What's the easiest way that you found to hand that off from the agent so that way they sign an, uh, an agreement with Kyle mm -hmm. and then you start blowing them up and they're like, who is this chick? How does that kind of handoff work? Yeah, so the way that we handle it is once the once our agents get a new listing, they send us all the information about it so that we're really prepared and can have like an educated conversation with the client where it's not just like you have no idea what's going on. So they send us all the pertinent information, the client's contact info. And then we from there, we reach out to the seller. We usually do it like a group text, um, assuming that the sellers do text. 
Um, and then we'll just kind of make that introduction and just let them know, like, hi, you know, my name's Shannon. I'm the listing coordinator helping Kyle uh, with the sale of your house. Um, you know, wanted to start a group chat with everybody so that we're all on the same page. And then that way the agents in, in that conversation as well. And then that way there's no miscommunications ever. Good. Everybody all knows kind of where we're at with everything. Now, what are some of the main areas of, what are some of the main areas a listing coordinator does? What are some of the big job responsibilities? Um, what is it? Um, so the primary, uh, I guess the bulk of the listing coordinator's time is really spent mostly on the pre-list side okay. before we actually hit the market um, and prepping all the little pieces that need to come together, you know, scheduling things. Uh, like uh, Like termite. a termite inspection, mm -hmm. uh, the photo shoot yep. for our media team to go out there collecting all the information to be able to go to the market, uh, HOAs and getting all that info from them. Which are them. your favorite. Yes, HOA. I love them. Um, and so here's a, here's a good, if you've done this, you know how difficult HOAs can be. Mm-hmm. Um, if that alone isn't uh, encouragement enough for you to find a listing coordinator for your, <laughs> yourself, uh, then there's that. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure anybody that's ever called one, it, <laughs> you don't need to explain that to yes. them. It's it's fun. Um, yeah, so collecting all that information just to make sure that you have all your ducks in a row. To the be listing able to input go, form. Yes, getting all the info like the measurements for each room, uh, the characteristics of the house itself, all that good stuff. Excellent. Um, and then also you get it up on the MLS, correct? Yep. Mm -hmm. um, you write the description or at least you help edit the description. Is that we correct? We usually help edit it cool. because everybody kind of has their own style. Yep. Um, what else? Do you do... Um, you oh, a lot of the marketing materials for okay. the specific property. So the flyers, that mm -hmm. sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, now, showing time... You, yes, you know, we also, once we actually go on the market, there's a whole nother kind of... Uh, steps of the process um, and that is the stuff that we also set up for the agents is uh, you know setting up showing time and getting on the phone and explaining how that works to the, to the client so that they know what to expect um, and letting them know you know how their the requests come through making sure that it's in a way that you know the client wants the requests stuff like that so what are some things that you've been asked to do by some of the agents um, that just isn't in your job description I want to I want to kind of play both sides of it because I, I want to let people know what you do, but also there's some things that you, you literally cannot do. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So go ahead and talk about some of those. Um, so cannot do is sending counter offers. Okay. Um, that's anything sales is very much like the agent's kind of lane. Okay. Presenting um, offers to clients. Correct. Yes. Can't do and that. writing up the actual terms of the counter offers. Okay. Um, so that's something that the agents handle. Um, and then everything outside of like negotiations is usually something that we pick the ball up on. Excellent. Mm -hmm. um, now you are not licensed. Is that correct? Correct. Not here. Yeah. Um, do you think you do you think if someone's looking to hire a listing coordinator, they need to find someone licensed or the way that we have things set up here at Whistle, it's not it's not necessary. Um, it depends on how much you'd really want them to do. If you want them to be able to draft a counteroffer for you, then they would absolutely need to be licensed. Okay. Um, but it really just kind of depends on how much you plan on having them take on. Now, a listing coordinator, how we have our setup is basically implemented from the time you get a contract initiated, right? A, a, a listing agreement, listing signed. agreement yep. signed. There mm -hmm. you go. Up until about the property goes pending, is that correct? Correct. And from that point, it goes from our listing coordination team to our transaction coordinator. Correct. Do you think, now obviously we have a large team here in San Diego, we've got 40 
agents-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think it is, if someone was doing this on a smaller scale, mm-hmm. can a listing coordinator also be a transaction coordinator? Absolutely. And do the whole thing from... Yep, I've done that actually. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what else do we need to go into on this? Oh, let's talk about some kind of best tips when communicating with clients. Yeah, sure. Um, one of the things that I find um, is that it's a really scary time for whether they're buying or selling, but obviously if we're talking about the listing side, we're talking about selling. Um, And it's just a really, there's a lot of unknowns. People get really nervous and they, you know, letting them know what to expect. Hey, we're going to go live on this date. Showings will start then. And then, you know, that way, if people know what to expect, it it calms their fears and it really, they really feel like they have a guide Mm -hmm. uh, throughout the transaction. And it's a big transaction for sure. So Absolutely. Yeah, so I think one of the, key things you hit on is communicate all the key deadlines. Yes. Now, how do you do that via text? Do you do that via email? I, I know Kyle has talked about inviting uh, clients to calendar invites on expect to close dates and that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. How, how do you work it? Yeah, so it kind of depends on what it is. Um, usually things like scheduling stuff, letting them know for photos, stuff like that. We find it best to uh, call them and just let them know because it's not like a, a long-term thing. It's not like 30 days out. Whereas something like a closing date really makes more sense to like put that in an email so that they can easily find it later uh-huh. um, or a calendar invite, stuff like that. Yeah. Excellent. Mm-hmm. And then um, what do you, I know we've switched into a new platform now. Talk a little bit about how you organize all of this because your position is to kind of make sure the listing coordinator and the transaction coordinators are, are have the tools that they need to be supported. Uh, have the workflows to, that way they're the most um, effective. Mm-hmm. What do you use and what have you found works with it? Yeah, so this has been a big, big, big uh, project for me the past couple of months or so um, and kind of getting everybody on the same systems. And so we use monday.com mm-hmm. for uh, both sides of it. And we've got, you know, separate boards for the listing side. Um, and then once it goes over to our transaction team, um, after we've opened escrow, because uh, the listing coordinator actually makes that handoff. She opens it, lets the client know, hey, this is, uh, you know, DNR, transaction coordinator, um, and then hands it off. And then it goes over to the transaction coordinator boards. Um, that way, all of the information is shared between everybody, and you're not doing duplicate systems, duplicate or data entry, or, or quadruple yeah. data entry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been... It's been fun to get all that cleaned up, actually. So now this is, I kind of want to go into Monday before we talked about this next part, is you mentioned you like to call the agent or call the the homeowners Mm -hmm. when you're scheduling photos or, hey, termites come by, can you come by tomorrow? Yep. Um, One of the things that I love about Monday is the automation that we've built in. Mm -hmm. What kind of communication have you found is okay to automate, is working to automate, because there's some things people, I think, want a personal touch on. Yes. And some things they don't, I don't think they care. They just, okay, here's next step. They don't care that you typed it out or it's, right? So what have you found um, you're automating now or that you want to automate in terms of communication? Yeah, so as far as most of the stuff that we do via text message, which uh, is a lot of like the scheduling type stuff, um, that's the stuff that we have not automated, at least not at this point yet. Most of the things that when we send like the listing agreement to the client, like, you know, those intro emails and kind of next step emails, that stuff we for sure automate all of it. And then we can kind of plug and play with dates and all that good stuff. Excellent. Mm -hmm. What are some of, 
I want to hear some things that you've learned that you go, oh, we're not doing that again, especially in terms of com communication. So I don't know if there's a situation where you're like, oh, yeah, I used to text him asking this, but now I learned we got a call or email. I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot for I'm it. I'm trying to think of something, and I honestly, I can't think of anything okay. currently. Um, one of the things that kind of ends up being a sticky situation is with, uh, like, a tenant-occupied property. We actually just had this happen recently. This is probably probably not exactly what you were asking about, but it's a good example um, where things kind of get uh, – lost in communication so what we decided is we're just going to have everybody all in the same thread and then that way whether it's you know the tenants sometimes are not super cooperative with things or whatever um it's really nice to be able to have everybody all on the same page so that way the sellers know like hey if we had to delay a photo shoot um <laughs> which is good which us, is going right? to push back the mailers which is going to push, push back, back the, the live oh, date yep. everything yeah Exactly. Oh, so that's a really good tip. So if you're dealing with uh, listings with tenants in place, mm -hmm. especially now, I feel like they hold even more power than you can't just say, all right, well, you suck as tenants. I'm going to kick you out. Right. It doesn't you, you literally can't do that now. Mm -hmm. um, making sure that the, you, the the agent, the homeowner, and the tenants are all in communication in a exactly. single thread. So that way the homeowner can see that you keep texting the tenants and then you keep not responding. Yeah. Cool. Exactly. What are some of the, the communications that you do that you find are most effective, that you find, I'm really glad we do that. For example, I know we, um, I think, email out in the middle and uh, at the end of the transaction asking for reviews. Mm -hmm. What are some things that you're like, I'm really glad we do that. If we had to stop everything else, I'm going to still make sure we communicate this or this way. I would say one of the things that we do, and I think we do really well, is kind of introducing who the rest of the team is uh, because they know, and that's one of the reasons why a lot of people work with us is because we do have a lot of support staff um, and making sure that the process goes very smoothly. That's why we have a listing coordinator and a transaction coordinator. And um, I think we do a really good job of like, you know, uh, communicating that to with the client and letting them know, hey, I'm, you know, Shannon, I'm the listing coordinator. Uh, here's the rest of our team. This person's going to be, you know, kind of taking the reins from here once we open escrow or whatever, right? Um, I think we do a really good job of kind of letting them know exactly how many people are here to help them uh, get through this kind of scary big thing that they're doing. And we have a video for that. We Tom, do. We'll, uh, if we can get that linked up in the... Tom says no. All right, so you can't watch the video. <laughs> um, and we need to update it because we need to add Chad in there. Um, but... I, I really like that we do that as well, and I, mm -hmm. I always forget about that. Um, but I've worked in other areas where you have a lot of support staff reaching out, and especially in real estate where you're talking about money, you're talking about bank statements mm -hmm. and social security and all that sort of stuff. Literally, I've been hit up by people, and they're like, hey, I need your social. I'm like, who are you? Yeah. I don't, I don't know who you are. Yeah. And so having that, I think, is super uh, powerful. Yeah. Cool. Well, we're at our, our about 15 minutes. Do you have any... Um, I, I guess last point, if, if someone doesn't have a listing coordinator, a transaction coordinator, mm -hmm. uh, and they want to look for someone, what are some of the, what should they look for? I would say it's actually, uh, one of the things that I think our team really is awesome about is we're very detail oriented okay. and, you know, really being able to comb through things and making sure that you catch every little thing that happens and that could happen. 
but also being like a people person and being like very customer service oriented um, is that's a huge thing because you can be super detail oriented, but if if it's not um, if you're not good enough with people that clients like you and feel good working with you, it's it's not that great to be detail oriented at that point, right? Yeah. So you have to have a fairly high C on the disc profile, yeah. but also a decently high I yeah. and probably a really high S and, and being really want to be kind of that supportive serving aspect right. of it. Right. Cool. Cool. All right. So that is our talk with Shannon Boyle, our operations director mm-hmm. uh, or director of operations. Semantics. Okay. Um, <laughs> there's a car that peeled out and that distracted me. Um, so that is the conversation there. Uh, I want to go now into our second segment of the show, which we always do every week, which is our Whistle Widget of the Week. This is where we talk about something that we've learned that we use uh, in our business that helps save us time, save us money, or is just really fun to use. I think that was a pretty close uh, rendition of Kyle. Tom says, eh. I thought that was pretty good. Um, So Shannon, I'll let you go first, talk about your widget. Uh, Tell me what Tell me about it, then tell me what it is. Okay, so um, the widget that I would say has changed my life the most, and it genuinely has changed my life. She says that with an engagement ring on. She goes, oh, it's, even more than that, changed your life. Okay, fine. Of any like technology that has changed my life, <laughs> not counting people. Um, I uh, One of the things that, we, that we, uh, I discovered, I don't know, maybe a year or so ago, um, it's really, really cool. Kind of how I explain it to people is it's almost like a like canned responses, mm-hmm. Gmail, like the templates on steroids because it's not just in your emails. It can be used all over your entire computer. And you basically create a bunch of keyboard shortcuts for anything you could possibly want. Um, so like we have all the, they're called snippets for each shortcut. So we have all the agents, phone numbers, DRE numbers, email addresses, you don't have to memorize anything or copy and paste from anywhere um, because we have this app, it's called Text Expander, is the name of it. I think you guys might have touched on it at one yep. point, but honestly, they send me these monthly reports, it's so great. It literally saves me at least 20 hours a month, every single month, at least. Yeah, and that's if you that's were to insane. type it out versus using this. Let alone, okay, well, now i got to figure out what's Kevin's email. Is it? Mm-hmm. And I call out Kevin because he's the one that introduced us to this. Kevin Waters, big mm-hmm. shout out. Huge um, shout out. So that way, if you're like, is it Kevin at Whistle? Is it Kevin Waters at Whistle? Is it Kevin? What is it? So, mm-hmm. Tom, I wanna, I'm want to. i actually using this as well. I want to add this to our workflow. Uh, we have it. Again, we can use phone numbers, emails, um, DRE numbers. We don't use DRE numbers. But I'd like to add in their uh, Instagram account. That's going to mm-hmm. save us a lot of time when tagging them. We're going to just do, you know, dot Kevin uh, IG or whatever. Yeah, So exactly. Um, well, cool. That is a great widget. Uh, when we talked about it, I was using it a little bit. I'm using it a lot more now. And my computer always e- or gets mad at me. It says, you can use dot EM instead of writing your email address. Well, I forgot. Uh-huh. So I'm getting, I'm getting there. Dude, our, my text expander account is like full on beast mode. Like I've got so many things and it's cool because you could have like a company account where yep. all of our stuff is all shared now. And now this isn't a free app, but it's pretty cheap, right? Yeah. I think it's like seven or eight bucks a month. I think I bought the yearly plan up front and it was like, I don't remember. Yeah. yeah it's, it's fairly it's not, cheap. It's not expensive. To save you won't you notice it and it'll save you so much time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If your time is worth more than $8 or $10 
or 20 hours worth of work, then you should probably get it. Yeah. Cool. Exactly. Cool. My widget I learned about on TikTok. Uh, I'm really loving TikTok, except now everything that I watch is getting into marketing tips and video tips and photography. And it's it's not. So now your whole feed is like. Yeah, it's all work again. It's all work again. So this (laughs) I found out. I've been meaning to look at it. I just started messing with it today. Um, And what you do is you enter in a few keywords, the key phrases, and it will give you great ideas for blogs or for uh, email topics or Facebook captions. It is fantastic. Um, It's called copy.ai. Yes, Mm -hmm. copy.ai. And it's, uh, I just started the free trial. Um, Literally, I just put like real estate agents under the blog thing and it gave like, I think it gave like 15 or 20 different ideas and then told us explanations about what the blog should be about. So now that's going to be great for us to be able to look at that and use it for green screen topic ideas or literally anything. Or once we have the green screen video, using that for a YouTube thumb or a header uh, title. Um, so I'm really excited about it. It is, after the free trial, it is 50 bucks a month. So it's not cheap. Um, but I think if it can get us a lot more solid headlines, I think it's going to be worth it. So I'm going to be messing around with it a lot this week and, uh, and see how it goes. But I really like it so far. That sounds cool. Cool. Well, thank you guys for st- for watching, for listening um, to this week's podcast, the Whistle Away podcast. If you want more information about us, more information about more tips and tricks and systems and structure and support, go to thewhistleway.com. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, join us on Facebook, uh, join our referral network, our outbound referral network, um, learn about our Media Mayor Mastermind. Um, there's probably something else. All I don't the know. things. All the things. Ask questions about this. Um, <laughs> it's really cool. So thank you guys for staying tuned. Thanks. Pfft, that was stupid. Tom just shakes his head no. Thanks, guys, for being here, and we'll see you next week.